is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing here. They come to dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> you're in the groove. I mean, this, stuff, <laughs> this stuff's born out. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to struggle. Um, okay, can we get to the bathtub? Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's, let's talk bathtub. Let's talk bathtub. Uh, so he's in the bathtub. He's singing Mine Eyes Have Seen. What is that song called? Uh, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Everett? Everett? He has loosened up the panties of the little whore next door. Monty! His trope is marching on. And he's wearing a Wagnerian pseudo-Viking horned helmet. Yeah. And using, it's mimicking the Wagner operatic helmet. The famous picture of the lady with the shield and the spear. Sure. Um, he's using the plunger as the spear. Yeah, and brandishing course, a plunger. And then, of course, Jeff comes in, and he's pissed, folks. He's yeah. not happy. He is not happy at all to have this man in his house, in his bathtub. The bathtub's dirty. I feel like we covered most of the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we hit that. But we get the idea that Jeff is basically like, fuck this, I'm not paying for this dude to live here. Uh, okay, he cannot stay, so, so, so get him out. Water doesn't cost anything, and I'll buy you a new tube of bubble bath. I am not taking a bath in there. What, what did you give him, a key to the house? No. I spent the day with him. He's harmless. He likes to read. He likes to talk once you get him going. Okay, I cannot take this right now, Monty. I can't. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make med school, okay? I'm, 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 I'm at Harvard. I'm not going to make med school. Can you believe that? I've got one page of my thesis. What are you talking about? I heard you printing out last week. It sounded like you had about 50 or 60 pages. Blanks. I printed out blanks. Didn't want you guys to know. Jeez, Jeff. Man, I thought I was one type. But just get him out, okay? Because I cannot work with him around. And what if my mom comes? Because she will, you know. She's going to check on him. Okay, okay, come on, come on, come on. He's got to pay. He's got to pay his own way. Yeah. And of course... Encino Man has a great idea of how to do that. Okay, I have a plan. I'm taking him to Social Security. I'm going to get him disability benefits, all right? I expect you to clean the bathtub. <laughs> but first he says, so his resp- Monty's response to Jeff after Jeff is like, he's, he's got to go. Monty says, quote, he's harmless. He likes to read. He likes to talk once you get him going. 
like talking talking about him like he's like literally like a child or like an ant like something like subhuman child is a great word like for, yeah. he's harmless he he likes to read like yeah, he is basically like, like he can't be he animal. can't be dangerous like like if he reads yeah, you can, yeah even if he bites you it doesn't break the skin he's yeah like, just like like toss a book at him and then like yeah, you know he'll talk if you at him like say Scratch some words ears, and then he'll like again, respond to you <laughs> again though <my laughs> it's like he's a chimpanzee <laughs> my man jeff is being sane because <laughs> you don't know this guy he's living I mean, in your house yeah. i would be pissed it's so you are jeff is team Jeff. It's pretty much fair to assume that all of us in this situation would not appreciate our roommates bringing any person. It's bad enough when a roommate brings like a girlfriend or boyfriend into a living situation, but a completely random person, you would not be psyched about it. There's no. I mean, I would have some. I would have some questions, and I would probably want to like set some boundaries. But Jeff has like well we'll get we'll get into some some Jeff stuff in just a second. Yeah, um, I mean he's obviously not. I would support anything that takes Jeff outside of his comfort zone. Well, this, then you would then you're gonna love the rest so, of this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like Jeff needs to grow. He needs to grow. He needs to grow. Yeah. But again, Jeff oddly is carrying this secret that he doesn't have any of his thesis done the pages let's talk about the page the page pages of course are are a major theme of this movie and this is the first time that jeff we hinted at it earlier when jeff uh heard monty say that he had 10 chapters chapters? uh so jeff now in a moment of of vulnerability after like flipping out over uh seeing uh simon in the bathtub says uh i'm at harvard i'm not gonna make med school can you believe that i've got one page of my thesis which is a bombshell to Monty. Monty says, what are you talking about? I heard you printing out last week. It sounded like you had about 50 or 60 pages. And Jeff says, blanks. I printed out blanks. Didn't want you guys to know. (laughs) (laughs) My man is literally shooting blanks for his thesis. I mean, the psychoanalysis of this character could take up an entire podcast, if you ask me. Bottom line, he doesn't want to bubble in the house. And he has has nothing done. Honestly, you can understand where he's coming from. His concern is that he can't work on his thesis. I'm super stressed. I have major writer's block. (laughs) And now you're introducing like this unknown element I can't impregnate a woman I mean I can't write my thesis alright like this is not cool this is not good for my mental or physical health I'm shooting blanks (laughs) again you've you've agreed to live with three other people you've not agreed to live with this unknown (laughs) you are team dude like Jeff like legit has like mass shooter vibes i'm sorry but he does <laughs> what it's just yes well no. i think it's fair to say that ben, he is on the kate, he's teetering on the verge of a mental breakdown kate comes home t- 45 minutes from now a four, five foot four inch homeless man in tow <laughs> where is he sleeping ben <laughs> You tell me. Uh, Where is he sleeping? It's not even clear, like, what the situation is yet. It's not, like, they haven't given him a bedroom, which we haven't... He's still in the van. He's still in the van. They let him him use... It's only been one day or... One time they let him use the bathroom. But Um, but 12 hours after he's sleeping in the van, he's in the bathtub, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. I suppose He's making inroads, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, there's some creep. 
here. There is. <laughs> he's got a Viking a... helmet on. He's got the Wagner <laughs> helmet on. Yeah, there's an insinuation. He's, he's wearing. This is also interesting because this is Courtney kind of flips on him because he's wearing her bathrobe. Oh yeah, that's and true. she's not happy about the fact that he's used her. He's drinking a beer. Yeah. The more again, again, this guy's rolling up to the fridge, taking a beer out, and in college, that's a big no. Yeah, there's a boundaries thing that he's definitely not, not like syncing up with. But honestly, Chris, I keep thinking about the thing you said earlier about how really the thing that Simon wants more than anything is the human connection, and every little element of this movie, like, uh, like kind of supports that because it's every in every scene he's like. He's like hey, sneaking in a I little bit more. Yeah. The creep, like the hey, the the. In, he's he's literally insinuating himself into these people's lives in a yeah. way. Yeah. To like, he wants like, to be a it's, roommate. It's, we are going to devious. be best friends. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, and much later on in the movie, remind me to point this out when it happens. But there's a scene where once he is fully in the house and all these like doors close, and then he like opens the door and like creeps that's when he's wearing the sunglasses do you guys remember that moment yeah remind me to 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 mention that when we get to it later but it's that was like i was like oh like so it's almost like my evil plan is working it's pretty much decided that he has to he can stay but he has to pay money right um yeah well so there's uh, a fifth boy oh boy at uh at the 32 33 (laughs) mark hey my robe Okay, if that's how you feel about it, don't let me catch you wearing any of my things. Just keep it, okay? Thank you. Boy, oh boy. You know, I think there's entirely too much bickering going on in this house. I don't know if I can live here. I Can't miss that. A- after some fun, you know, household banter about the bathrobe, the stealing the beer from the fridge... Uh, there's a catty little exchange about who gets the robe and, and uh, Simon goes, boy, oh boy, I think there's entirely too much bickering going on in this house. I don't know if I can live here. Right. Uh, which is, Subtle you know. jab at everybody. Yeah, maybe a one or two there. out of five. Uh, Pesci and Ben and Chris who would welcome any person into their home at any time. So if you, if you guys <laughs> take my robe, take arms, my beer, <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> you got an open door policy Listen, here, guys. I'm a good socialist. You, you take my wife, bad, whatever you, you want. Did you guys have a bad college roommate? I had a bad college roommate. I had a couple and weirdos. The, the breaking Nothing. point for me, I call them Thunder Dan. I won't say his oh, last name. Oh, that's weird. Name. I had a I had a roommate named Stiff Dan. <laughs> so Thunder Dan, Thunder Dan didn't have his own PC. Shout out Stiff Dan. And I was I like, Thunder Dan, you can use my PC. And Thunder Wait, you Dan, you shared a laptop with him or a computer? This was two thousand. Right, you're like you, using you know, it to like print a paper once. No, we didn't have. But if you didn't have, no, not everybody had like a personal computer. Yeah. You, you had like a monitor. You had a computer tower. I yeah, I right. got one privileged in my college. Dormer, I had my own computer. Sure, and I was like, "Hey, Dan, you don't have to go to the computer lab. You can use my computer." Oh, it took about three hours of me being gone for him to just download as much porn as humanly possible (laughs) onto the computer. (laughs) To which you're like, "Okay, you downloaded porn on my my man. You downloaded porn on my computer, and then you're like, "Oh, he's sitting on my seat." Ooh. with oh, the God. pornography like and that yeah. that point i was like you gotta go mm-hmm. like you can't you can't we can't be together anymore because yeah. you just took this thing that i did and you made it wrong thunder and, thunder dan we have to have a house meeting <laughs> and i got news and i got we news for talk. you guys uh, joe pesci 
we don't know anything about this guy. He could be doing the same thing that you know, like what I'm not letting this guy live in my house just by virtue of him being quippy. Yeah. You know, like you, I need a little more info here cuz you I mean, need that sanity. I that four weeks that I was living with Thunder Dan, every moment that I was in my dorm was uncomfortable. Well, I'll let me let me chime in here. I think there is still an element of leverage, frankly. Like oh, hundred percent. This is not like hey, yeah. hey yeah. I'm gonna let this guy have a bath out of the goodness of my heart. It's yeah. it's we have to keep in it's mind turning the pages. Into that, but it's the, the, the oh, thesis yeah. and the pages of it all. This is still ultimately about yeah. the transaction game. Very true. Which Very is true. like I'm gonna give you a nice thing and you're gonna give me a page. Right. So he, yes, I think that There's three pages I think, for Yeah, the he said he Simon, says to be clear, he says I'll give you two pages for a bath. Yeah. Right. It is so not Simon, out of the kindness of Simon Monty's is heart. Growing, Simon is growing on uh Monty and and the the friends at the house but it's still ultimately it's still about strictly getting business. those pages back and yep. this is not just like hey let's just let this guy hang right. out and drink our beer and take a bath because take we're cool mm-hmm. you know it's still a, it's still a it's still a capitalistic transaction game sure yeah, so for sure 100% speaking of the transaction game they take him to the social security office good old social security because monty the whip that he is is like you worked you paid into the system right. get the benefits and again, and another, to be clear, this is this all comes about because uh, they uh, say you got to pay your way. Which you roommate pay, is it? Jeff is like, I'm not Jeff. Gonna pay yeah, is like, how is this guy? This guy needs to pay rent, and Monty right. comes up with this idea. He will will find a legal, will find a legal, you know, by the books way for him to get money. Yeah, so we'll, fa- we'll, fairly, we'll fall back on the social safety net, which I learned in my uh, you know government my, my Harvard government class that. He knows right away, like how to get somebody social security, like as a twenty-year-old. It's car- well, he's a government it's, major. After it's all, it's the system he despises more than anything. Of yeah, course, right. he's going to exploit. He knows every loophole in the system. Of course, he's gonna he's gonna wring yeah. it dry. Name: Simon Wilder. Who is Simon Wilder? He, he is. is. Cut it out. He is. Are you Simon Wilder? I used to be. D O B. E-F-G-H-I-J. Date of birth. When were you born? When the moon was full, I was abandoned by my mommy. I was raised by a she-wolf in a Wyoming cave. Come on. For, for again, no apparent understandable reason, Joe Pesci's character wants nothing to do Mm-mm. with Social Security. He's a shitster. He does not co- cooperate. He, uh... He's, a, he's above all that mess, yeah. This will get you money. You need money. I don't. You do. I'm going to ask again. Do you have evidence of birth? I'm sitting here, ain't I, lady? What do you think I happened by spontaneous combustion? He's not cooperating. What state were you born in? Infancy. I'm trying to help. You see this face, lady? Memorize it. Someday this boy's going to save the world. I'm sorry. If he's going to be uncooperative, there's nothing I can do. I guess that's why you work here. Can I have one of these muffins, lady? No. I'm sorry, uh, no. Boy, oh my. You can't even get a muffin. How are you going to get cash? People, you want to get money, boy. Hey, a few people are in line for muffins. You're wasting your time. I'm not giving any out. 
Why does he not cooperate here? Well, he's noble, and he But later he gets loves... Social Security. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but he's against Social Security. He's against hospitals, okay? He right. doesn't want to be seen as a, as a, as a leech on, on society, you know? Sure. He's, he's uh, actively he... leeching off of <laughs> these three, four Harvard students. <laughs> yeah, I think he resents the idea that people would need him to pay for something that he should, that they should just give him out of the kindness of their heart because he's a man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Maybe, but they're all friends and they don't let each other live there for free. Hmm, They're not just like you can, Jeff can live here for free. He's a cool guy. I understand. But I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Simon's perspective is I am a man in need I have no, um, I have he's, no way to pay my way. He's got to be, he's got to be thinking long term here. There's only 88 pages. That means at, at maximum you're going to stay there 88 days. Every day he's getting two, three pages off of you. So we're talking a for incidentals, yeah, yeah. We're talking a thirty-day stay, and you're going to get income forever for so, from Social Security, and you're turning that down. It's very short-sighted. Well, also, and this is a a very telling line, which I'm going to remember to come back to later. Uh, he says, "Well, first at, at the thirty-four minute mark, he says, Can I have one of these muffins, lady?' No, I'm sorry, uh, no." Boy, oh boy, can't even get a muffin. How are you going to get cash? Boy, oh boy, can't even get a muffin. How are you going to get cash? After he tries to ask for a muffin, a muffin off the desk the of the lady. Social Security lady, and she says she, she rebuffs him. So that's, that's boy, oh boy, number six, for those keeping score. And then just a minute after that, no, not even 20 seconds after that, um, as they're walking out of the office, Simon says, God damn it, what are you doing? We made a deal. Hey, I kept my part of it. I went in, didn't I? What, what difference does it make whether the money comes from me or the government? The difference is I got a grievance against the government. I got a grievance against the government. He doesn't really get into that any further. Again, he, all these themes that they just introduced, like, yeah. why does this guy not like Social Security? He, like, <laughs> He doesn't totally explain that, but I, th- I think that is related to the... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the Merchant Marines Merchant Marine is a government institution. That is a... Yep. What do we know about his lungs? What do we know about his lungs, folks? That's later. That's a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The merchant, the the Merchant Marine Academy is a branch of the United States Merchant Marines, United States Civilian Mariners, and U.S. Civilian and federally owned, federally owned merchant vessels. This guy was a state employee, uh, Simon. He was a. A uh, a government worker uh, all those years. So in fact, some of the years, as right? we'll find out, he does have a a fairly legitimate grievance against the government. So we're, we'll we'll get more into that later. Was but, he um, only a merchant? I thought he left the merchant marines and got a different job where he got the problem with his lungs. Mm, I'm pretty okay. sure. Well, maybe he like worked on different like not because he's always talking about like the shipyards and the and the boats. Yeah, but it, merchant marines, you're sailing along. Anyway, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. But, I thought it was funny that they just had the Wagner helmet. Oh, yeah. The marquee of the mm-hmm. Lowe's theater that they're arguing in front of is the Bugs Bunny Cartoon Festival.
then they watch Bugs Bunny on TV later on in the movie with uh, him and Courtney. But yeah, also, again, a transaction, because this is a deal. The deal for even going to the Social Security office with Monty is that Monty has to take Simon to the movie, which all we see is the marquee, which is a Bugs Bunny cartoon festival, which technically right. not, not a movie, but um, maybe it was like a, some kind of compilation. I'm not really sure. It's time to salute Hollywood's most valued cartoon movie stars. What's up, Doc? Bugs Bunny and the gang are now on videocassette in a state-of-the-art collection of five animated classics that are loads of fun for the entire family. Roll them. Leading off this tremendous release, Bugs Bunny Superstar, the full theatrical feature at only $19.95 suggested retail, showcasing nine of the best merry melodies and Looney Tunes from the 40s. Did you ever have the feeling you was being watched? You'll go behind the scenes with the legendary creators of these hair-raising addicts. Plus, discover the surprising inspiration behind our carrot-chomping movie star. <laughs> but the laughs don't stop here. We're offering four additional cartoon movie stars in all new one-hour cassettes. And at only $14.95 each suggested retail, that means double the pleasure at half the cost. First, Elmer Fudd, Hunter Extraordinaire. What that duck? Wherever he turns, it's open season for hilarious mishaps. But will he ever nab that wascally wabbit? Elmer. Then catch the one and only Daffy Duck in his own Mad Cat masterpieces. Come out of there, you rat! Come on out! You won't want to miss the silliest of superstars, Daffy. Next, join the ever-popular Porky Pig, no matter how tall the order or how small the problem. He's the lovable little guy destined for all kinds of trouble. Porky. Finally, Bugs Bunny comes to bat once again in a fun-filled collection of some of his zaniest escapades. Wanna race? He's at his best from start to finish. This then kicks off like a, a really... Um, One of several. Oh, such a, an evocative and poignant uh, kind of montage here. A very stirring scene set to a Duran Duran cover version of Thank You by Led Zeppelin. Well, we going to the movie or what? A deal is a deal, Harvard. Now, I don't know if you guys grew up in the 90s, but... Um, Man, when I was about 14 years old, the song Thank You by Led Zeppelin was, like, one of my top five, like, classic rock emo songs. Like, I would put that on, and I would just feel transported into, like... A lot of rain. Oh, man. I I would get so emo and be like, will I ever find love? It was, like, up there with, like, you know, Radiohead, High and Dry for, like... You know, just like the most email I could ever feel as like a like a basically like prepubescent like twelve thirteen year old. Great choice. A lot of uh, note here on the montage style too is that it's like this uh, single take style like Steadicam. Mm-hmm. There's like three or four of these like you know we're following we're Moira's huffing it down the hall and we're mm-hmm. behind her and then she says one thing to Everett and then they pull back and turn and Monty's over there and we pull back again and Moira's leaving the room and we're following her again. Mm -hmm. Very motivated montage style. This one starts with Jeff's arc. You're seeing the little changes in every character. Mm -hmm. Jeff has become more attracted, more anti having Simon around by putting a lock on his door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then 
you know, Moira and Everett are kind of talking about how kind of nice it is to have somebody new in the house. And then, like, they, we go, like, you see these I little mean, checkpoints. There's, like, three look, or four. The, the more we see Jeff, the more we feel for this guy. <laughs> well, not you. Not yeah. you, apparently. No, on the verge of a breakdown, this guy put, so, yeah. fade in Jeff going at it with up. the screwdriver. Dude, Jeff is putting, a walking cry for help, I'm telling you. He is a well, walking he does. cry he does for need help. help. Screwing yeah. in the chain lock for Which his is the bedroom least door, effective lock. so a robber oh, yeah. or a homeless man can't get him as well, he's literal... just firing off blanks. He's got nothing he's going on. Blanks, folks. He's shooting blanks. He's got nothing he's going on. He's printing pages, but there's nothing on him. He's, and he's this kid to got into Harvard. <laughs> this is a Harvard kid. It's your and senior he, year. He's on the biggest stage. This is Madison Square Garden. This is, you know, yeah. it's the fourth quarter. And you think it's easy to get into med school? And he's throwing blanks at at the the charity stripe, shooting Mm. blanks. Nothing's going on. He's been fouled six times in a row. He's over six at the line. Mm -hmm. So we feel for him. He's cracking up. We feel for him. We feel for him. Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum. And you know who who really feels for him? Simon. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Simon does take a shining. Because Simon... The one guy that would... You know, you would understand. You would understand if he held a grudge. If Simon was who like, does hey, he include in his obituary? Mm-hmm. Jeff. Yeah. He calls Jeff. him his family. Yeah, Mr. Jeff. He calls him his family. Listen, and Simon. Jeff, and we'll get to it. Jeff sees the light at the end of this film. Of course. Remember that last final scene? Oh yeah. Or two? How could he not? Hey, hey, Monty. You know, are you gonna get <laughs> that thesis in? Uh, when, when are you gonna get it in? You uh, know, it should spo- be. It, don't 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 spoil it. it. Come on, I'm Chris. Not we'll get there. I'm just saying. Jeff sees the light. Importantly, yeah, he sure does. Courtney, so, Courtney and Everett he, are exchanging Jeff, condoms. This, this oh. film is as much Dude. about Jeff as it is, it about, is about anyone. <laughs> yeah. And no, that's for sure. Yeah. He gets Courtney, an equal I mean, vote, folks. He gets an equal vote. Jeff might. Jeff democracy. probably. Cha- I would argue Jeff changes more than anyone else in the movie. I would argue way he's more. as much the protagonist as anyone in this film. Way yes. More, way more. Yes, yes, yes. So. But then Courtney's given like twenty condoms from Everett. Ugh, dude, yeah. So Courtney's like preparing <laughs> for her, her date. Condoms. She's she's dressed to the nines, looking like absolute Can smoke I interest show. You ladies, a nine a nine condom night. <laughs> she walks into Everett's room and just casually goes, "Hey Everett, can I borrow some condoms?" Hey Everett, can I borrow some condoms? No, but you can have some. An endurance test? More like a pop quiz. Oh, Courtney. Have a good night. <laughs> and Everett is like, you came you to the right place, he honey. Says, he says, you can have them. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you don't want to borrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. sort the of classic, the dad joke Classic situation. 90s joke, yeah. yeah. I don't want but, those ones back. Yeah, but again, he gives her, like, nine condoms, and she's like, I need them all. Well, listen, it's the 90s. We're sexually active, okay? <laughs> this is, this is sure what we're doing. This isn't your parents' Harvard, okay? We sure are. I don't understand the We've concept We've got birth of, control, of, all right? Friction. I don't understand <laughs> abrasion. Like these things, <laughs> nine condoms, <laughs> putting on all like nine in one night. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Either go, going through nine condoms or putting them all on, <laughs> either one is a lot. I mean, more power uh, to you if yeah. you're going for the nine domer. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then we also get this ends in a classic, 
classic pining scene. Oh yeah, Monty's got that window. He's he's, he's getting in some window time. He's back. He's looking out the window, and he's as Wait, forlorn quick, as ever. Real quick, before we get to Monty at the window, yes, as. So Moira Kelly checks in. Moira Kelly's checking in on Monty. Hey, Monty, heading out. Going to yeah. hit up some, going to go on a date I've with these condoms. Yeah. Going to have some casual sex. Yeah. And he's no like, big no. deal. He's, no, I'm good. It's I'm going to watch I'm the liberated. window. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff the nerd not locks himself in his room. As we pan, as the camera pans, what sure. do we see? We have a Nerf hoop. We have a Nerf hoop on the door. Sure. I can't. I can't get a clear... I can't get a clear frame with like a NBA. Like I, I, I'm looking for like any sort of date, any sort of detail. If we can get like an like a NBA draft, 1993, 90, or whatever. Yeah, it's very hard. Have... It's obstructed by Everett's massive fro. Uh, Are you gonna watch him it, all night? <laughs> I think it just says NBA. Yeah. And then Ben, I, I, I think we'll probably get a, a clearer frame later in the film. Mm, but I just want to. Well, I just want to put a pin in it right now. The light switch. Oh my God, you're right. Is it Who Quail? Is it? It's Quail. Is it, it looks Bush like Bush or maybe Quail? You might have done a double take in downtown Huntington today. Former Vice President Dan Quail was back in his political hometown for a visit. Quail brought a son, his daughter-in-law, and some of his grandchildren to Nick's Kitchen, where he launched his successful runs for the U.S. House, the Senate, and in 1988. That's a long time ago, the vice presidency. They also toured the Quail Vice Presidential Learning Center, where he told us he still tries to help the Republican Party. About the only thing I'm good for these days is to raise money. Um, I try to give them advice, but they don't really listen to me that much, but they should. I was going to say, CNN said you saved democracy. Well, I had a good conversation with, uh, with Mike Pence. Uh, we've been longtime uh, friends. I mean, Mike Pence you know, made the decision, courageous, um, going against uh, Trump. There's a lot of pressure uh, for him to do uh, the thing that would have been wrong, and he knew that. And we talked about it, and he was always going to do what was uh, what was right, and he, I'm glad he did. The 75-year-old quail now lives in Arizona. I just want to point out the light switch is his nose. So I think we're playing around with the idea that maybe, is that like a Pinocchio kind of, like, sort of razz? Liar, maybe. By the way... Like, supremely amazing door shutting by Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a lot of, like, very comedic door slamming that happens oh, yeah. in this in this house. Exactly. It's Dan yeah. Quayle. Guys, Is it's it? Dan Quayle. Uh, it confirmed. Like You're watching C-SPAN. Coming up next, from what's known as Spanish Plaza next to the Mississippi River, You'll see a campaign rally held on Tuesday for Vice President George Bush. He arrived that morning in New Orleans and will be officially designated his party's nominee at tonight's session of the Republican National Convention. Vice President Bush used the occasion to announce his selection for a vice presidential running mate, Indiana Senator Dan Quayle. Holy cow. I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to text this to you right now. Do it. Hang tight. Everyone hang tight. Go look right now. You look at that right now. Let's see. All I see is the opera. Oh, that's a Dan Quayle light switch. That's it. Uh, Yep. That's us. For sure. That is us. Yep. But two years after Dan Quayle is in office. 
I mean, he was still a national name, you know, because people were like, are you going to run for, he was so young, are you going to run for president? And then he but then he got, any other, yeah, he got potatoed. Yeah, he got potatoed and absolutely destroyed in that VP debate. I have as much experience in the Congress as Jack Kennedy did when he sought the presidency. Senator, I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. What's his name? I knew J- Jack Kennedy. You, sir, are no Jack Kennedy. No Jack Kennedy. Yeah, I never maybe. survived. Never came back from that one. No, um, down. That was also they won that one. I thought. Oh, you're right. I guess that was. But it's still by then he was like, you're 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 a joke. You're toast. Um, but uh, I also well, love that the puked on the Japanese prime minister and that. Oh, classic. That was it. Yep. Yep. Uh, the little the little uh, burn that Everett gets in on Jeff uh, after seeing him installing a chain lock on his bedroom door. Everett goes, "What are you expecting an invasion? I don't want to be murdered in my bed. Your bed is the one place you're totally safe. Your bed is the one place you are totally safe." I mean, Jeff is just taking what a incoming nerd. Jeff tell is taking what, incoming though, from all angles here. You don't put a lock on that door, yeah. and Courtney breaks in with nine condoms. <laughs> Hey Jeff, be in I, trouble, I'd, buddy. I'd ask for a condom, Jeff, but uh, hey, I know uh, you don't have any. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then and then on top of all that, Courtney goes, uh, just as she's like walking out. Oh wait, yeah. So then she asks, she asks Monty. Are you gonna watch him all night? Are you gonna watch, watch him all him night? All night. <laughs> the answer is yes. And meanwhile, she's like, she's like flicking condoms. She's like, hey, I got all these condoms. You know, oh, she's, she's just twirling them over her head. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's using Monty them as a necklace. Laser hey, sharp. You get a condom. You get a condom. I mean, he is so locked in <laughs> yeah. on this van. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't see. He doesn't see what's you know. going on all around him. Yeah, and it's then like, we I get, don't need a condom. I've got this pane of window glass. And then we get to another character trait or theme that again is like introduced but has no bearing on the rest of the film and then maybe i'm jumping too far and you guys will put me back but probably they go outside they're talking and they're kind of simon and monty are kind of getting along and you know monty's kind of like where are you going in your life and joe pesci's character pulls out a bag of stones oh the stones let me show you my life There it is. That's my life. I got this one on a beach in Bali. Best night's sleep I ever had. You remember one night of sleep? The last good one I had. What's the shiny white one? Yeah, that one. A A woman. Who was she? The one. The one true love. But uh, you're a romantic. All quit is a romantic Harvey. Yep. Each stone tells a story that I want to remember. All I do, put them in my hands and rub them. And abracadabra, I'm back there. Uh, uh, the magical right there on the beach. The magical bum stones. But he has. <laughs> What is it? He's, he says, like, I know what my life is about. My, the, my most precious thing in my life, 
they're talking about what the most precious thing in their life is. Well, f- first, Monty, um, I guess, I, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, I guess Simon is, like, reading the thesis as he's, like, giving him, yes. you know, pages. Yeah, giving back. Um, and so that's my life. Another, that's my life. In that yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and we should also note by this point in the movie, we're about 36 minutes, minutes in, and Simon is now wearing a Harvard sweatshirt. Uh, uh, under under his coat and scarf, uh, I should say multiple coats. You he know. wears that the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, that's, that, that doesn't yeah come off him the rest of the time. Um, so then, yeah. So Simon gives Monty the uh, chapter two of his thesis, and, he's, and he says, a "I whole read chapter, it. Yeah. That stuff is really coming out the wrong end, Harvard." Which fantastic <laughs> stuff, he's right? Um, yeah. And then that's when Monty reveals my dream is to get into government and help people. Right. And Simon challenges him on that and says, you think these ideas are going to help people? It's a bunch of, bunch of pessimistic junk. It's not going to help. That's giving up, which is a kind of a you know, callback to his quitting line. Yeah. This guy's spitting fire uh, at, at, uh, at Monty. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, and then uh, Monty comes back with the, like, oh, well, like, this professor thinks that I have promise. Like, um, you know, his opinion is what matters. That's my life. Opinion. Yeah. Um, and then they get into the whole like, oh, like here's here's what my life is about, and that's when he Simon pulls out his his magical Magus, me, his magical rocks. memory gemstones. <laughs> Which again, you're like, where is this guy coming from? <laughs> Why does he have this bag of rocks? <laughs> this is what's they're not I rocks, thought, they're magical gemstones. I please, thought what was important to him was they hold mystical powers. Thesis hostage. I thought what was important to him was reading library books. I thought what was important to him was living under a library. No, it's this bag of rocks that again, the guy dies at the end of the movie. Don't and give the it rocks, away. Come on, the now. rocks are not mentioned again. <laughs> No, there like, is actually a. Wrong, there's a couple. Wrong. Yeah, that's wrong actually, because there are, um, in fact, two callbacks to the rocks at the very end of the movie. Okay, well, in, in different uh, scenes. I must yeah. have again glossed on those. But it's okay. You cut a lot of stuff. I'm, um, you he, know, he pulls out this sack of rocks, and each one is like a different goyle oh, that yeah. he remembers from his the travels. The best night of sleep I ever had. No, the last the good night Marines. of sleep I ever had. Yeah, uh, yeah. A woman, the one true love. Yeah, yeah. These things Other hold a lot of power. His wife and son, who he abandoned, which at this point we still don't know, right? No, correct. We do not know so. anything um, about his past beyond uh, the last beyond good night of sleep he had, which was a night in Bali, and a woman, the woman, the one true love. Um, but again, not his wife and the mother well, of his child. Well, I, I think it's it's possible at least to to I thought conclude that. Was she was in that Bali. Uh, no, I think the woman in Bali are like separate gemstones. Okay. Those are okay. those are different stories. <laughs> different Because yeah, I don't know. What, different like, people. Yeah, <laughs> the whole Bali thing. We haven't even talked about Boz. This like weird like ghost like former roommate Boz, Correct. who was Wait. the owner of the van and Correct. also has a room. Yeah, that's well. There's maybe space for him. There's a full like suite at the top of the house that is completely unoccupied the entire time. <laughs> that Monty is repeatedly saying like, "Sorry, the house is full," and like making up like repeated excuses uh, for why Simon can't come in. Boz, Boz uh, should be home detail, any day now because this the, is gonna yeah. get too pretty mad. The Boz stuff didn't really make sense. Like why he was. A character, and it was like, like Boz was in Bali, but then also Simon was in Bali. Like, is, like, is Boz real? I don't know. That's a whole. We can, we can get into in that Good later. Will hunting. Uh, yeah, but this is question. where Simon and Monty 
ostensibly fall in love. Yeah, this is a, a big turning point the in bench, their relationship. The bench. The bench scene. Yeah, yeah. The baseball with the crutch. Yeah, they actually have a nice little walk together. Simon, mm-hmm. uh, Simon's carrying Monty's books by now. Yeah. And um, Simon's not pro- or Monty's not protesting anymore. He's just letting him carry his books. Right, right. And then uh, Monty says, "I like to study outside." Why don't we sit down? There's a bench. I actually come here sometimes, and the weather's warm. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I got a friend sleeps on that bench over there. I like to study outside. Study. Boy, oh boy, whatever happened to you anyway, Harvard? Didn't your father ever play ball with you? Boy, oh boy, whatever happened to you anyway, Harvard? Didn't <laughs> your seven. father ever play ball with you? Right, which, which is... Oh, man, that's a 38-28. That is... Whew, that's yeah. a four out of five Pesci Peppers for me. The delivery <laughs> itself isn't that spicy, but the content of the line is Didn't just absolutely devastating. Sort of inviting you to tell me the story of your abandonment. Yeah, which of which course what they do. Monty gets into, and now they're really now they're really starting to, to talk to each other as, as human beings. Boy, oh boy, whatever happened to you anyway, Harvey? Didn't your father ever play ball with you? Let's go. Want to get something to eat? Hey, 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 relax, take a breather. You didn't answer my question. Then he ever play with you? My past isn't part of our deal. Ooh, excuse me. You still don't think I'm human, do you? There's nothing to tell, okay? My father left when I was five. He left my mother to live with another woman, and he had kids with her. Once a year, he wrote me a letter. When I got into Harvard, he wrote and told me how proud he was of me and that he was sorry that he couldn't help with the tuition. And that was the last time I heard from him, because he died. My mom's terrific. Uncle Bill took me to Little League. Okay. Okay. Doesn't sound too tough, was it? No. How about you? What? How long were you in the Merchant Marine? Um, none of your goddamn business. And what Monty doesn't know is it's a bit of a gift of a Magi situation where mm. this guy abandoned his son. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Yeah. Monty's looking for a daddy, and Simon's looking for a little boy. <laughs> Maybe we can help each other out here. Yeah. Guys, I want to close this out here with mm. one last thought. And I'm going to give you a timestamp. Mm-hmm. 40.05. Okay. okay. All right. Are we looking out, pre-looking out the window again? <laughs> so I just want us to consider one last thing. We talked earlier about How Brendan Frazier. <laughs> he's loping down. The- <laughs> this, Wait, is Brendan this when he's playing Frazier? baseball with his crutch? No, this he's this loping. This is after the he's baseball. After the baseball. So the now we're just baseball. walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. So we talked earlier about how Brendan Frazier was very much like a Bigfoot mountain like a, of a man. Like a Sasquatch. A hulking mass. Okay. I wanna I wanna put forward an idea here. 
Joe Pesci has sort of has sort of. I love that this is just a transition scene. There's no lines here. This I is want, literally like I just watch it on mute. Watch oh the God. physicality of Joe Pesci as he walks and tell me he is not a mini Sasquatch during oh. this walk here with his he's arms the way he uses. Down. He's very bundled. His you know what cape you is his cape is blowing around in the wind. You know and what you he notice is about just Pesci. sort of lumbering with those thick sausage-like arms. Yeah. He's all legs. Yep. Yeah. There's, no, there's very minimal He's torso. He's got a tiny torso. Yep, it's, that's right. Those pants are pulled up to his, like, like just below his nips. So yes. Pesci is, what, five foot three? Nothing. Well, yeah, five foot probably. About? i got to look this up before I make this comparison because it's very important. Hold on. Joe but Pesci. you're right. The way he, like, bounces up and down as he walks, right? and it's, five it's foot very... Four. He's five four. Brendan Fraser is 6'2". I would say that their hips are at the same height. Yes. Yeah, I'd say they have close. the same... Because Brendan Fraser is hunched over because he's using his crutches, right? Mm-hmm. What well, I'm Pesci's hunched you, too because he's walking into the wind. But Pesci, Pesci is, is sort of blowing himself up, he right? Is. Like he, really... he is. He's lifted his arms. But what I'm yeah. telling you is that this man who's 6'2", and this man who's 5'4", have the same length of leg. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you guys. It's really shocking. Anybody who shocking will listen, to see that. their legs are like, give or take, two yeah. inches. But yeah. the, it just has that the broad is all in Superman the chest. That broad Superman he's, chest the that he's walking. Arms are up like this. Yep. <laughs> he's basically power walking. Yeah. yeah. He's looking like he's he's riding a recumbent bike. Mm. Yeah. The handlebar, the one where you. Put, Recumbent, you you propel the bike, recumbent yeah. bike, where you propel the bike with your hands. Mm-hmm. That's how he's walking. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like almost doing freestyle. Correct. Like yeah. He's also got a slight limp. If my eyes don't deceive me, I don't know if that's ever uh, really that's explained. True. Or he's, he's just, a, I mean, yeah, he's just an old today. guy. Yeah, he's obviously got a couple of health issues that we'll be getting into. Oh, here's another thing: the face is covered. Is this Pesci? <laughs> Does he have a body double for this five-second transition scene walking down a sidewalk? That's very I possible. Mean, it's, <laughs> it likely just, is not Pesci. <laughs> let me look to be clear, at the yeah, height yeah. difference here. They needed to pick up like four months after uh, primary shooting. They're very wide. He's talking and it's dubbed. Yeah, it's, his face is almost to- completely covered, obstructed by a scarf. completely covered, yeah. Like multiple scarves and a hat. <laughs> it's a body double. I think, I think it's a body double. I will double. say, I, I will send you guys a photo. I, I've worked with body doubles before. Um, I you can spot them. Sure. I, I, was working, uh, I was working this past year on a show, and um, my character uh, is, like, is like running through a warehouse being shot sure. at. Mm. And wow. so I have, I have a, stunt, I had a stunt double. Amazing. And... Uh, Hey, this guy, it's me, Joe Pesci. This guy just shows up in a van, and he's like, he's, he's cut he's like, like you. You sort of look like me. Like you're basi- you're basically Whoa. my same height, but your hair is combed just like me, and you're wearing the exact same costume as me. Mm-hmm. That must feel great. Um, it's very strange. It must feel amazing. Do you like what's, immediately what's befriend really... that person? Are you guys like like buddies now? Like, did you find that you had like so much? <laughs> so yeah, much in common. <laughs> I mean, it was just really, it's just a very strange Was he like, was he like hey, Chris, have you ever noticed how big Brendan Fraser is? And you're <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Well, what's, what's really crazy is that um, there are, 
there are only so many like really high level professional stunt doubles that are that are very like acrobatic and like true. That's very true. And mm-hmm. so a lot of stunt doubles, right? Yeah, and a lot like of you stunt got a doubles. Guy, you got a flipping mm-hmm. guy. A lot of stunt doubles will come in and hair and makeup and wardrobe will do an amazing job transforming people to look like, like. So I was I. There was a stunt double for me who was basically just sort of a carbon copy guy, my height and size, whatever, who looked like me. But then there was another person who was a stunt double for another actor who was like an older gentleman who is heavier set and like had a limp and like all these sort of physical complications. And his stunt double was a like like a skinny 30 year old who they put who they put in like a bodysuit put like a gray wig on gave him like a big old gray bushy beard but like when you saw him before and after you're like i cannot believe that this is the same person um so that in all likelihood is is not joe pesci because <laughs> that because that leg thing really throws you you're like in the way it is shot like it's it's literally a dubbed like very wide dubbed his face is completely covered you wouldn't do. You wouldn't cover Joe Pesci's face. It's the scene like Brendan Fraser's character doesn't have his face covered. Yeah, it's like cold, but not so cold. I just, yeah, I think that's a dub. You've been listening to Switch. 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 Swit